Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America, Can We Talk? Today, on Deep Dive Monday, we're going to talk truth about the FBI and the DOJ dismantle and rebuild, the Biden crime family exposed, I'll do some dot connecting, and Trump in California versus the anti-American women's march. And then, of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. A lot of you paid attention in the 2016 presidential election cycle to probably the most famous speech that then candidate, now President Donald Trump made. He made many famous speeches. His rallies were overwhelmingly exciting and people from really all different backgrounds and ages and, and geographic locations just couldn't wait to have a Trump rally come near them, couldn't wait to be in person and hear what President Trump was saying. As I've said many times, what President Trump really ran on in 2016 was restoring love of America, expressing love of America, working and committing to restore America and exposing all of the reasons that America has been harmed and held back by many people and policies out of Washington. I wanna to start today by playing a clip that was, I think, his most, from his most famous speech in 2016, this campaign rally, very near the election day. This is just a portion of this speech. You can listen to the whole speech if you go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, I put a link to the whole speech. I'll play us a clip here and then talk about how that applies to all that we in America learned over the weekend about the Hunter Biden emails. But here's President Trump. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. Folks, that was just, honestly, that speech uh, was so empowering. And at the time, uh, it was very moving. People were cheering. Obviously, the crowds were going wild. And that is probably the most famous portion of that speech been played over and over during the campaign cycle and since then. But I don't even think at the time that President Trump made that speech, he even realized the depth of the corruption his administration would begin to expose in Washington, D.C. 
and his drain the swamp slogan, which everyone loved. And it was the idea of getting the encrusted bureaucrats out of Washington, getting people who have lived in the Washington swamp too long, made new rules, added new policies, added regulation and control and tax over the people. And it was the whole notion of the, the idea of restoring America, restoring the America of the free, America the entrepreneurial, America the successful, the prosperous, all of those ideas people were aware of in 2016, and they were cheering on candidate Trump and then President Trump because he was running on those ideas. And that last little line before we went, came back, uh, as I cut off that clip, was everyone knew it. And he was right. The Democrats, as you heard, if you listened to my show a couple of days ago or last week, we had Trevor Loudon on, I think last Thursday. Uh, Trevor Loudon, the, the brilliant researcher, started out our conversation last week talking about the idea that the entire globalist left-wing establishment in Washington that is beholden to the Marxist movement in this world, the radical leftist movement in this world, that globalist Marxist leftist movement completely thought in 2016 they'd have Hillary Clinton elected to, re to take over the presidency after President Obama that Hillary Clinton would get in charge, get, get into that Oval Office in Washington, and she would almost immediately legalize all the illegal aliens who are in America. 22 million is a conservative number, and those 22 million people would then begin to create the permanent Democrat voting base in this country. And it's not just Democrat versus Republican. That party, the Democrat Party, has become beholden and overtaken by the radical globalist Marxist movement, Hillary's decision, if, had she won that election and moved forward with legalizing all the illegal aliens, was to prime America, to prime America for the changes the radical left have been planning for America for a long time. Trump's election in 2016 literally did, as he said at the end of that little clip, literally did, it, it stopped the expectations, it halted in place the expectations of all of that radical left the voters in America knew it then, they know it now even more, and the world knew it watching, because the people in Washington who are, are all tied up with Obama and Clinton are the same people who are supportive of the UN, supportive of the globalist movement, supportive of the idea of one world government, supportive of what Soros is trying to do to this world. All those people got stopped in their tracks. But even then, I don't know if President Trump then candidate Trump was aware of the depth of corruption of the Biden family, of Joe Biden as the, uh, you know, he had just finished his two terms as vice president for President Obama. I don't even know if President Trump then knew the depth of corruption inside the Biden family. And that was what was exposed over this past weekend, last Thursday, I think it was, or Friday, the New York Post published an article that just sent shockwaves around the country, basically laying out that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, the one who was kicked out of the Navy because he was addicted to drugs, violating Navy rules and I'm sure laws. He still is, he still has a huge drug problem. He was a ne'er-do-well, he was a never had a real job in his life, his daddy didn't get for him kind of guy. A guy who had become addicted to drugs, unable to function normally. But Joe Biden, it now has become obvious in what was released, we're gonna go into more in the next segment. Joe Biden used his position as vice president of our country to sell influence, to gain influence, and to enrich his own family's pockets. The stuff that came out in that, and we're only beginning to understand the depth of what is in all those emails that were recovered from Hunter Biden's. It was actually with three laptops Hunter Biden dropped off at a repair facility in Delaware. And we're only beginning to dive and understand the depth of the corruption we all now can see right in front of us. But that really is not the point of my first five today. What I want to get to in the first five, and I want, I'm going to be talking about this more and more, is... I think we're at a point when we look at how the FBI and the DOJ, and you understand, I'm sure the FBI is a department of the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice overarching FBI is a department of it. Those two entities have become so corrupt, so unwilling to follow and apply the law in this country, 
And we're going to go through examples of what I mean by that. Not just one time they didn't quite pursue the right person or didn't quite go far enough in, in unearthing a conspiracy or a plot, but they have engaged over the last years in a dedicated, determined effort to bring down the Trump administration, to cover up and hide, cover up for the American left, cover up for the Democrat Party, cover up for Hunter Biden, cover up for Joe Biden. And that in conjunction with all that we watched with respect to the Mueller investigation. And I want you to think about this because my, I'll tell you my bottom line, this first five, and I'll probably come back to it at the end of the show. When President Trump wins re-election, and hopefully we have that answer on November 4th, when he wins re-election, and so long as he retains the majority, the Republicans retain the majority of the Senate and hopefully have the House back, President Trump needs to begin the process of dismantling and rebuilding the Department of Justice and the FBI. And I do not just mean get another independent prosecutor come in and ferret out a little bit more wrongdoing and find a few more people who are complicit in some way with all the corruption. I mean the kind of dismantling, like literally after the election occurs and President Trump has secured the victory and we have the Senate so he can get new people put in and we have the House too, we hope, the Republicans have the House, President Trump needs to begin the process of having a new Attorney General appointed. I think at this point we conclude, we have not heard a word from Attorney General Barr after this unbelievable, explosive um, story out of the New York Post has been elaborated on by Rudy Giuliani and others. We've not heard a word from him, have not heard a word out of the FBI, out of Ray. Christopher Ray, I think everyone we talked about on the show before, he's, he's clearly a swamp dweller needs to go. What President Trump needs to do on November 4th, moving forward, is appoint a new person to head up the FBI appoint a new person to head up the DOJ, my vote would be Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell for Attorney General is going to be a hashtag I'm going to work on. Sidney Powell for Attorney General. We need a fighter, we need someone who's committed to the law. And then when those two new people are in, we literally have to ask for the resignation of all of the employees, not the secretaries and janitors, but the professional employees, the lawyers, the investigators, all of the people inside Department of Justice and the FBI, we need to move forward with asking for the resignation of all of those people. There is no way to clean out the swamp of the Department of Justice in some incremental and, sh and slow and plodding way. We need to decide as a country, it's important enough for us to have a rule of law and national law enforcement agencies that are actually again recommitted to the Constitution, the rule of law, and blind justice. The rule of law applied to all. And so the only way to get there at this point, when you see the corruption, you see the turning your head, not commenting, not reporting things, we need an entire clean out of the absolutely entire Department of Justice and FBI starting on November 4th with a goal to getting to around the end of January saying we now have a new FBI and a new DOJ. And I mean by that, that everyone has to resign as often happens when there's a transition in corporations and in government. The new head of an agency says everybody resign and then I'll interview, interview you and decide if you have a job. This is what needs to happen for the entire FBI, DOJ, maybe even CIA, and maybe other entities, State Department be another one on the chopping block. But we need to have that level of swamp draining in Washington. We need to President Trump take that fire and that fervor and what you just heard, that little clip from his uh, speech, I think it was October of 2016, and he's got to take that same fervor and say, there's no way to get America back on track with a Department of Justice and with an FBI committed to the rule of law without a massive swamp draining clean out. This means everybody, lawyers, who, all the different people employed by both agents, FBI agents, DOJ lawyers, whoever they are, they've got to resign and then reapply for their jobs. And there has to be a vetting like you've never seen, not just a vetting of, are you really a lawyer? This is the you know, correct bar number. You know, that, not that kind of vetting. I'm talking about vetting about 
What do you believe in? What do you understand your job to be? Why in this case didn't you do this? Why didn't you speak up for this? Why, why did you allow this? Why didn't you pursue that? That level, there needs to be an army of people hired by the new head of the DOJ and the FBI whose job it will be to do this vetting, to do this interviewing, to look into the background of these people. Because what we have inside the FBI and DOJ at a very, very minimum are countless people who will never speak up when they see wrongdoing. Countless people will not speak up. They'll let what you saw happen with the Mueller investigation, the entire false accusation uh, of President Trump and the Russia collusion hoax, the entire false accusation related to the Ukraine and all of that. You have these people at a very minimum complicit in being silent and not speaking up when they see the lies. Somebody had the Hunter Biden laptop in their possession. Many somebodies. Nobody spoke up. Proof that the entire Ukrainian corruption was goes right at the feet of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. The entire Ukrainian corruption at their feet and nobody spoke up. Nobody spoke up during the collusion, which colluded, excuse me, during the impeachment hoax, which was accusing President Trump of what they had right there on the laptop they could see Joe Biden did. Nobody spoke up. Nobody spoke up as the Mueller team had whatever it was, 200 attorneys, some crazy thing, 200, whatever it was, 40 attorneys, 200 attorneys and 200 agents, all these people investigating. And there was never a shred of evidence. And nobody on that team spoke up. Nobody said, hey, you know what? This is political. We are wasting resources. We are wasting government resources and taxpayer dollars. We're on a goose hunt. We're, we're, we're on a goose chase. We're on a, this is a hoax. Nobody spoke up. Everybody let it happen. Everybody. All of those agents and lawyers involved. No one spoke up and said, you know what? There's something really wrong here. We seem to be on a political vengeance mission instead of doing our jobs as investigators. We have inside the FBI and the DOJ... We have people who've been there too long, who have accepted the corrupt uh, corruption from the top of those agencies, the corruption that says we are simply not going to do what is right. We're going to do what will benefit the American left, what will benefit the Obama-Biden team and whoever the next Democrat candidate is. Too many people silent. Too many people have lost their way, unable to handle the uh, unable to follow the obligation they have to uphold the Constitution and follow the laws of our country. So I am calling, I am calling for a complete overhaul of FBI and DOJ right after the election with masses of new people hired by the new Attorney General, I hope it is Sidney Powell or somebody else, and I don't know anyone else equal to her in her strength and clarity and certainty and knowledge and determination and hard work. But someone like Sidney Powell's attorney general, someone taking over the FBI, and everyone's got to go, and they reapply. And yes, I understand it's a pragmatic nightmare. I understand that at any point you say you're going to do this, you're going to have a bunch of people saying, well, we're right in the middle of a prosecution of you know, these really nefarious people. We can't be letting all these attorneys go. We can't just fire them all. You know what? We'll find a way. We'll find a way to keep the department functioning, complete the prosecutions, and then that person has to resign. Whatever it is, because if you accept the idea that is too complicated to do what I'm saying, is too complicated to get rid of all the FBI agents and all the Department, department of Justice lawyers, you know, that somehow they're always in the middle of some investigation, they're heavy in the weeds in some undercover operation, so they can't, you can't let them go. You're conceding that we can never clean them up. You're conceding there's no way to drain that swamp. And there has to be to get America back. America that was founded in the most extraordinary ideas that ever blessed a people on this planet. And it has become corrupt. The DOJ and the FBI has become corrupt at a level and to a point never imagined in our country's history. We need to have a radical cleansing, a radical cleaning out of everybody in those agencies rehired after you pass the current vetting process, which requires you to follow the Constitution. 
to speak up when you see corruption, especially when you see corruption in terms of a, an entirely baseless investigation of any entity. We have got to do this, folks. We've got to decide we have the courage to do it. We'll find some pragmatic way. It may be by division. It may be by geography. Who knows the way? But I am talking down to the U.S. attorneys and every location in this country. Because you hear people in Washington, you hear conservative pundits saying, well, you know, probably the FBI overall is a great agency, and most people in the Department of Justice are really swell people. It's just a few corrupt people at the top we have to get rid of. I don't think so. And no one who's saying that can prove that. No one who's saying that can prove that the corruption is just a tiny little portion of people at the top. No one can prove that. The fact is, in this entire ridiculous three-and-a-half-year Mueller investigation, ridiculous, unwarranted, completely fraudulent hoax, nobody in the entire arena inside the Department of Justice spoke up and said, you know what, there's something really wrong here. Something is amiss. No one did that. No one. None of the FBI agents assigned to do investigate nothing, investigate President Trump for the non-existent Russia collusion hoax. None of those people spoke up and said, hey, you know what, something's really wrong here because there's no evidence of wrongdoing at all. And yet here we are, you know, spending millions of dollars and keeping this story in the headlines of America's newspapers for three and a half years over nothing. No one spoke up. Everyone let it happen. I'll wrap up my first five by saying this. We are going to turn and talk about what was discovered in the Hunter Biden laptops that have now become public. We are going to turn and talk about that. But the larger point is that in our country, if we're going to drain the swamp in the way and to the depth and with the spirit and passion that you heard President Trump in that speech we just played a few minutes ago, you heard that passion about we've got to remove these people, we've got to drain the swamp, we've got to restore America, a gigantic portion of the corruption in Washington, the encrusted power that protects the ruling elite, that ignores the common man, that works for the good of protecting the left instead of protecting the Constitution. A gigantic portion of that resides in our national law enforcement agencies. It, they must be drained to the core. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. Okay, we've been talking a little bit about these, um, the laptop and the laptops. I'll give you just a, a quick uh, background on it, and you can read a lot about this on our website. If you go to our website, americacanbetalk.org, on the homepage, under shows, drop down, list of links. I've linked to many, many stories. A lot of people writing about this. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, who's been fabulous about this, he's been doing on his podcast called Common Sense. And the reason he's so up to speed is because he actually got a copy of the hard drives. The, the, one, the one laptop that mattered the most, the hard drive was eventually handed over to Rudy Giuliani's attorney. Now Rudy has them. He's just beginning to dive in. He's using the term the Biden crime family, and he's right. The, the Biden crime family does not begin to describe the corruption, which has long been suspe suspected, long been rumored, long been talked about in Washington, but now we have firsthand evidence. I'll get a little later to the question of what it is exactly the Democrats should do at this point. You know, elections are obviously now right around the corner. I think it's three weeks from tomorrow. We have the elections. We have the just you know massive number of Americans worked into a frenzy on the left, thinking Biden's going to be their savior. And now they got Biden, who is so corrupt. I mean, he's also, sadly, suffering from dementia and probably will not be president very long if he were to win. But this is a corrupt individual we cannot have heading up America's, the presidency, the White House, our foreign policy. You cannot have a man with this level of corruption in that office. But let me start. So I'll tell you really quickly. So Hunter Biden is one of the sons of uh, Joe Biden, the candidate and former VP. Hunter Biden is the one who served in the Navy and um, is a, uh, got addicted to drugs. He has a huge drug problem, ongoing drug problem. Uh, just is a mess. Uh, got kicked out of the Navy over this, uh, his conduct in the Navy. Uh, and so he's, you know, he's been floundering around. Daddy has found him various jobs. Um, and they are, you know, he's gotten uh, very wealthy, made a lot of money uh, in those jobs. So I'm going to start by, I sent, I think I sent Matt the Wonderful, 
one of the things that came out of these laptops, I'll tell you in a moment about how we came up with them. I'm just going to show you this one little text message that Hunter Biden sent to his daughter, Naomi. So this is a text message from Hunter Biden to his daughter, Naomi, that was recovered on this laptop. I love all of you, but I don't receive any respect, and that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, who is Joe Biden, I won't make you give me half your salary. So this is a, as Rudy Giuliani calls it, this is a description of how the crime family operated. It's a description of how the crime family operated in getting money, funneling money that came to Hunter Biden only because of his connection to his dad and his dad skimming off all the money coming to his own son. Hunter is saying, yeah, dad always takes half of what I earn. Okay, Hunter doesn't earn 30 cents. As Rudy Giuliani pointed out, you could not trust Hunter Biden to give him $10 and say, can you run to the grocery store and get me a carton of milk? You wouldn't trust him with $10 or driving your car to the grocery store. And yet this is a guy who's whose payments, whose salary have been extraordinary for someone who's basically, who's never had a real job in his life and has a serious drug problem. He's just, a, he's a mess. But let me just start with uh, the things I learned about, if you haven't heard these stories at all. And one reason I want to do this little bit of, of a background. So we were talking to somebody last week, my husband and I were talking to somebody, this is a college educated person was uh, telling us, uh, they said, you know, hey, did you hear this big story? Some guy dropped off a laptop somewhere, and somehow in the laptop, they think they have emails, something about Hunter Biden and his family. Did you know about this? Okay, and this is why I want to go into this story, because it is not some guy who dropped off laptops. Hunter Biden himself brought in three laptops to a repair place in Delaware, and he brought those in on April 12th of 2019. He brought them in because they had gotten, they had water damage. They had damage to the computers. He's trying to save them. The guy who owns this shop, John Paul Mac Isaac, his four names, John Paul Mac Isaac owns this shop. He described Hunter Biden when he brought these in as so inebriated, he had a hard time signing his name. But he drops off these laptops, obviously not thinking what's on them or not even, who knows what he was thinking. Anyway, he drops them off. And he actually came back once because this owner of the shop said, you know, he, he needed a, a keyboard for some reason. He needed a keyboard to try to fix these laptops. So one was completely uh, ruined, couldn't, couldn't salvage anything. One he fixed up and one he at least got the hard drive off of and got the hard drive fixed. So the guy fixes these computers and then his shop does. And then he contacts Hunter Biden and says, hey, your computer's ready. Doesn't hear from him. This is a drop off in April. And the call back to him, I think, was made um, in, in maybe May or maybe June. Does not hear back from Hunter Biden, June, July, August. Doesn't hear back from him. Well, the terms of the policy, as it is in most stores, if you drop off your computer for repair, and the same thing is true of the dry cleaner everywhere. If you drop something off and never pick it up, at some point you surrender ownership. It belongs to the company that um, where you dropped off and never picked it up. So long past that deadline, Laptops now belong to this company, and they, this guy, John Paul Mac Isaac, uh, is aware of some of the things on the hard drive. He recognizes very, very serious stuff of Hunter Biden's on the laptop. Very serious stuff related to Ukraine. And in fact, I'll tell you, there are um, the basic starting point of all this, as Rudy Giuliani is trying to help America understand this massive treasure trove of information of the corruption of the Biden crime family, he, Rudy Giuliani, broke down, well, there's a story of Iraq, Russia, Ukraine, and China. Iraq, Russia, Ukraine, and China. Just in the beginning, he said, Rudy Giuliani said in one of the videos he's done about this, that there are other countries too where there now is actual email evidence between Hunter Biden and a variety of people all about the corruption, the deals they're cutting, how they're getting, they're making contacts. Basically, they're selling influence. They're selling connection. They're selling by employing the completely useless Hunter Biden. 
useless Hunter Biden in some capacity in these companies, he gets paid, pop, Joe Biden gets half the money, and the company is buying access to the vice president. That is, that is you know, textbook bribery, textbook corrup uh, corruption of a government official. But moving forward, I want to just tell you some of the other little pieces about the laptops before I get into the content of them. So about the laptops, um, what's actually an amazing thing is at some point Hunter Biden sobered up or got straight for a day, realized, hey, wait a minute, that those might have had something bad on them. Hunter Biden had his attorney call the, uh, the repair place, the computer repair place, and say, we'd like to reclaim our computers, which by that time, they're out of his hands, they're gone, they can't get them back. But it actually, as it turns out, was an extremely dumb move because now Hunter Biden can't say they weren't his. His lawyer is calling the shop and saying, hey, can we get these back? Hunter Biden's lawyer making that call. Next thing, it's really important to understand the um, effort this guy made to turn this into the FBI. Back to my point about we need to thoroughly clean out the FBI and DOJ. This guy tries bringing the Mac, uh, bringing the, the computer to the FBI office in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So uh, he brings it in, walks in the Albuquerque FBI office, spoke with an agent who wouldn't give him his name. He told him what he has. I think I have Hunter Biden's laptop and has all these emails that are really dangerous and rebuffed by the FBI, basically told to get lost. Not interested. Yeah. Okay. So that was in uh, mid-September 2019. Okay, so we can go forward with that story. I want to, uh, and, and the other uh, kind of interesting things are um, the uh, FBI uh, acted disinterested at that time, eventually did get copies of these hard drives, but then they sat on them. They sat on them. The American people are watching this farce of a, an impeachment against President Trump and the impeachment is all about corruption of the Ukraine, which is what Trump had said to his Ukrainian counterpart, you know, Zelensky, hey, you know, we, uh, you know, I, I think you might want to look into this uh, corruption with Burisma. That's the company that where the money funneled through, essentially from the Ukrainians through Burisma that paid Hunter Biden, as it turns out, was about $80,000 a month for doing completely nothing. And this... So the, uh, the uh, where am I going with this story? So first you had the FBI say no thanks. Then you had the FBI has in their possession these computers and hard drives. So they're recognizing that what Trump got, FBI, what Trump got impeached for doing, didn't get removed, but got impeached by the House, is saying to Zelensky, you might want to look into this Burisma thing. They are sitting on evidence that exactly what Trump's concerned about actually happened. You can see the evidence on Hunter Biden's laptop. But the FBI is not speaking up. They are not forthcoming. This is why I tell you people, the need, we need a massive cleaning out of the FBI, DOJ, all the way down the field offices, everywhere. They can reapply, and if all these pundits who say, oh, you know, 90% of the FBI and DOJ, these are great people, they wouldn't do anything wrong, okay, fine, then they'll get rehired. And you can even reinstate their seniority and reinstate their benefits, whatever it takes. You can work those things out. You can work out seniority. You can work out, you know, not letting them lose benefits during this strange time. We have to clean these agencies out. So back to Hunter Biden. So he leaves his uh, laptop there um, at a Wilmington, Delaware store. Um, and the, eventually um, the hard drives end up, uh, the FBI has them, they do nothing. And then this, and by the way, this, uh, owner of the repair, the computer repair shop, it was reported one place, I didn't find it in enough place, it reported one place that he realized how dangerous this stuff was that was on, on these hard drives. So he made copies of the hard drives and gave them to friends just in case. Because he did not, he's wanting to say to anyone who's talking to him, other people have these hard drives, so don't think that it helps just to kill me. And he was worried about his life. So he makes copies of hard drives, gives them to others. Eventually, this guy makes, uh, gets the hard drive to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. That lawyer gets it to Rudy Giuliani, and he, in turn, gets it to the New York Post. That's where the story erupted last week, because this, this owner of this shop is just 
flabbergasted and shocked that he cannot get the FBI to be interested. So then, going on from there, um, this owner actually contacted the, the um, a, a Senate committee. Um, he, John Paul Mack, um, John Paul Mack Isaac, uh, told a Senate panel last week um, that uh, directly that Hunter Biden dropped off the machine himself um, and basically um, went forth with this committee. In fact, they talked about on this committee in the Senate, uh, in fact, Senator Ron Johnson, on September 24th, his committee issued a report on how Hunter Biden profited from his father, Vice President Biden. He says, after that report came out, this is Senator Johnson, a whistleblower contacted my committee and informed my staff that he had possession of a laptop left in his business by Hunter Biden. So this guy, this Senator Johnson is saying, you know, he's had the same owner of the business reach out to him and say, you know, somebody should care what's on here. Someone in, in authority should really care what's in here. So he reaches out to that committee and now they're understanding they have the information also from this business owner. Um, so there are just a, uh, a whole host of reasons to understand the credibility of these laptop and the reports coming from the, about the laptop. There was an effort by Adam Schiff. He floated the idea and CNN repeated it yesterday, uh, floated the idea that, well, you know, maybe this whole story, Hunter Biden emails, Hunter Biden laptop, maybe it's all false. Maybe it's a Russian disinformation campaign. Adam Schiff actually tried to float that to push it out of the public eye, to discredit what everyone's going to be reporting was on these laptops. Adam Schiff tried floating that story saying, you know, actually this sounds a lot like a disinformation campaign. I'm not sure we should believe that. And so you did fortunately have our um, director of national intelligence um, speak up right away, Ratcliffe, and just said basically, um, this is, our, in fact, from the great state of Texas, former congressman, now uh, Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, said, Hunter, on the Hunter Biden laptops, the emails are not part of, Ru of some Russian disinformation campaign. There is no intelligence that supports that. But, you know, Adam Schiff, looking for a reason to you know, push these off the side and say, never mind, they're probably just Russian disinformation. DNI says, oh, Ratcliffe's not, no way. Ratcliffe says, no way, they are not Russian disinformation. There's no intelligence, kind of like no science, no facts, no intelligence to back that up. Next piece to share with you is, um, so, so all these, this information has come up, and I'm, you'll see, I'm sure, over the next weeks, uh, details of, of what is in these, these uh, emails, but I want to try to paint just a big picture, the overarching picture of what is emerging. And there's, again, I will urge you to go and look at Rudy Giuliani has his own uh, podcast, uh, which is called Common Sense. Uh, very, very good. I think it's called Common Sense. You know, he's a very good explainer. And I want to remind you about Rudy Giuliani. He's a former prosecutor. He starts out by saying, I've prosecuted crime families. I've exposed mafia families. I know how crime families work. So he's laying out what he's seen so far, and he's just skimming the surface. I mean, there are, I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands, but thousands and tens of thousands of emails yet to be uncovered and exposed. You just saw that one, I just, a little clip I showed you, just to show you how this, uh, this is an actual email from Hunter Biden to his daughter acknowledging, yeah, you know, I get all these deals, but I have to give dad, Joe Biden, half the money. So start with Iraq. One quick thing that's in these emails, uh, starting with Iraq, uh, Joe Biden, and actually it was a kind of funny thing that Giuliani did. When Biden was vice president, you had President Obama using the expression, he would make Biden his point man, point man. So Biden becomes, and, and as Rudy points out, in every single instance where Biden's made a point man on some international issue, number one, he can never solve it. He never, ever gets agreement. He never gets it to a deal. He can never solve it. So he never solves the problem he was sent to solve. But somehow by the time Biden comes home, he has enriched his own family. I mean, this is people, textbook corruption. And I'm going to talk in a minute about why this matters as election cycle. I mean, the many reasons it obviously matters, but why it matters even now, you know, three weeks away from the election. But back to, uh, so to start with Iraq. So Biden is sent to Iraq. And the reason was you know, we're trying to get our troops out of Iraq, and yet there's concern about, you know, how we're the, uh, you know, we still have, because it was President Obama, we still had the caliphate over in that area of the world. We had ISIS and the caliphate, 
So Biden sent over to say to Iraq, look, we got to try to you know, we want to try to bring troops home, but we also want to protect uh, protect people here. And and so he's sent to negotiate that obviously complete fail, 100 percent fail. But he managed while he was there, Joe Biden, to arrange for his brother, James, this is another character in the Biden crime family, James Biden, who has exactly zero background, zero zip, not a nothing background in housing. But James Biden gets a $1.5 billion deal to build houses in Iraq. I mean, all by itself, you should, people should be saying, what? I mean, this is a, I mean, total third rate, uh, you know, lobbyists at K Street, uh, often viewed as sleazy at least, maybe corrupt. And yet when Biden, Joe Biden goes over to Iraq on behalf of the Obama administration, he comes back, didn't solve a thing related to the expansion of ISIS and the caliphate, did manage to secure his brother a 1.5 B, boy, as in boy, billion dollar deal to build houses in Iraq. His brother has no experience in building houses, in construction, or anything related to that. That by itself, my friends, should be a gigantic red flag. Should have been a red flag to the Obama administration. Should have been people, not just, not just Obama himself, but people who are tasked with the idea of making sure nothing corrupt occurs, nothing looks bad for this administration. Is anyone doing things that are wrong? Just not, not a peep, got away with it. Next thing was Russia. It is such an interesting thing in Russia. This is, again, this is having Giuliani, who's actually got the hard drive, talking about what's on it. So in Russia, they sent, you know, whatever reason Joe Biden was sent over there, who knows, maybe to redo the non-reset, but whatever it was, Joe Biden got sent over to Russia, and somehow Hunter Biden ended up with $3.5 million, $3.5 million from the wife of the former Moscow mayor, Katerina, and the mayor himself is, is uh, now deceased, but she was married to the mayor, who is a huge ally of Putin. So you got Putin allies money flowing into the Biden family. Now, if we had anything like a fair press in this country, all the time the left has been concocting lies about Trump and Russia collusion, somebody might have pointed out, wait a minute, why is Biden family and you know, apparently Big Joe getting half, Pop getting half, getting $3.5 million from this former Moscow mayor, uh, Hunter Biden, who's, you know, has no skills. This is not like, well, he's a really savvy businessman or he's really, really heavily uh, educated in the, world, in the world of oil and natural gas. He, he's a, you know, he's a drug, he's a druggie. He, he's not gotten his act together in life yet. And so, but yet, okay, that just seems, that's okay. And actually, uh, Julian said, you know, we don't know yet what that money was for, but somehow Putin money flowing to Biden was for something. It wasn't for nothing. Okay, next one's the Ukraine. Obviously, huge Ukraine story. We've been round around, um, round around on the show about it, but you had Burisma, this uh, entity that was um, corrupt to the core, that was led by a guy who got out of the Ukrainian government when they had their overthrow. And he, the Ukrainian uh, head of founder of Burisma, hires Hunter Biden, along with two other politically favored people, one being the stepson of former John, of John Kerry, um, a Heinz, so a John Kerry stepson in the Heinz family, uh, also involved in Burisma. Um, and you had a third person whose name I always forget, but whatever. The point is, these young people who have no idea of any kind, anything about energy policy, getting paid 80000 a month, each of them, by Burisma. And this is then when you have the government deciding they're going to look into Burisma because it was very corrupt and the, and the Ukrainian government knew it. That's when you had the famous clip we've played in the show many times, and we're probably going to play it again, but not today, where Joe Biden is speaking at the Council on Foreign Relations, knows he's being videoed, understands it's going to go out there in the world, and said uh, in, at this, you know, to the world in this video, yeah, you know, um, I uh, basically I withheld American aid. I told him uh, I, I'm leaving. I'm flying out of here in six hours, and you're going to fire that prosecutor who was looking into the corruption of Burisma that's paying 
Joe's son, uh, or, or you don't get our aid, you don't get a billion dollars. And whoever pushed back and said, well, you know, uh, you can't do this. Yes, I can. Call the president. Yes, I can. And so you had, you had Joe Biden admitting on tape to doing exactly what they falsely, it wasn't even exactly, it was far worse than what President Trump was falsely accused of doing. In fact, Trump was trying to say, you might want to look into this. It looks really bad. And again, in this particular Ukraine thing, this is, you know, President Obama sending Biden over to be the point man for the Ukraine. He manages to solve nothing. He was supposed to be helping the Ukrainians defend against Russian incursion, which was happening at that time. He wouldn't help them. He would not agree to, to allow them to have arms. Trump had to come along and agree to arm the Ukrainian people to stop the Russian invasion. Trump, you know, the Russia collusion guy, is helping the Ukrainians to stop the Russian invasion. Nothing that Biden was sent to do did he accomplish. He didn't expose the corruption. He didn't help the Ukrainian people defend against Russia. And he did manage to get a fantastic deal for his son to get paid to do nothing. And he, on open, you know, and, and it, with a lot, cameras rolling, he's on stage, lights on him, tells the world, yeah, I threatened the prosecutor, I threatened Ukraine to hold a, withhold a billion dollars unless they fire this prosecutor. And I know the defense by the left is, well, it was a corrupt prosecutor and lots of people knew he was corrupt. That is not true. It's one of those other things the left just makes up. They just make up stuff to justify things. So again, the Biden crime family has been exposed. Many, 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 many emails related to all of this involving the Ukraine. Final one in this, uh, and I'm going to have to wrap up this because I want another quick story. But, but final in this very first uh, show we're going to do about the, uh, what was on the Hunter Biden laptop involves China. And on the subject of China, there are emails showing, I mean, it's, it's textbook corruption showing that money flows to Hunter Biden and then he sells access to his dad, Joe Biden, for a visit by these Chinese officials in the White House. They're not on the schedule, not on the calendar that everybody has to put out when you're in the White House. You know, I mean, the president, vice president, and probably others have to put their calendar out. Not on the calendar, but these, these are proven in these emails to have occurred. That the reason money flowed from China to, uh, through Hunter Biden to Joe Biden was to get access to Joe Biden. People, it, this is the most explosive story imaginable. This is a bigger scandal than anything you can even imagine. This is the crime family of Joe Biden rolls on. And finally, because Hunter Biden was so drunk, he dropped off emails at a repair place and forgot about them because of his drug problem and his alcohol problem. And now the American public has these. Rudy Giuliani is going to be rolling them out. But I want to go back to, to why this matters to you. Obviously, you don't want to have a president of the United States who is so corrupt and sells his influence. But I'm telling you this story also because I want to say I hear so many people in this election cycle saying that this is a turnout election. That's all it is. You know, everyone's locked into their position. Everyone's locked in. They're either supporting Trump or they're supporting Biden. And that's it. And no one is to be changed. This is so not true. This stuff, if you had anything close to an actually fair media, a serious journalistic uh, um, standard in America's media, in New York Times and the Washington Post, and every media outlet, NBC, CBS, ABC, if you had anything close, an iota of journalistic integrity, this story would be the headlines every day from now to election day. That's what would happen. And if it were somehow corruption uncovered involving President Trump or any other prominent Republican, it'd be in the headlines every day from now to election day. But because it is not helpful it, because it, 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 you know, it, in fact, it helps Trump because it undermines Biden because it exposes the Biden crime family. The media can hardly stand to cover this story. And that's where you come in. I'm telling you, even though people say this is a turnout election, everyone's decided that is not true. This level of corruption, this level of pure, raw selling political influence 
is unacceptable to a broad swath of Americans. A broad swath of Americans. People who maybe say, well, I don't like Trump's tweets. I wish he didn't tweet. Um, I don't like his language about women. I don't like whatever it is. This would override objections to President Trump for many, many people. This kind of corruption, the level, the depth, the pure, raw, ugly, greedy, evil conduct now exposed, it truly would influence. I'm not saying, I mean, there are diehard Trump haters and they might even say, I believe every word of, of I believe the whole laptop story, I believe everything's there and I'm still gonna vote for Biden because I don't like Trump, fine. Trump haters will be that way, but there is a core of American goodness. I am talking millions of Americans who maybe thought Biden could help, you know, uh, wouldn't use such inflammatory language or maybe whatever reason they had, they're gonna vote Biden, who will be sick to their stomachs, sick to the core over what has been uncovered. Your job is to pass it along. There are so many ways you can go out there, pass along links to this show, pass along links to this segment, Pass along the link to Rudy Giuliani's podcast. Pass along the story because if enough Americans understand, it can truly have have the depth of corruption of the Biden crime family. There will be more and more Americans saying, we just can't have that in Washington. We just can't have it. Last quick story for the day, I mean, really, really fast, because it's kind of just a contrast story. So I was going to tell you that yesterday uh, they had a bunch of women's marches. And I always want to take the moment to say these are not women's marches. When, when the leftists in this country claim they're having a women's march, what they mean is they're having a radical leftist march, a Marxist march, and they're hoping a lot of women come. Or they're inviting women to join in the Marxist march. They're not standing up for women. They're standing up for the radical Marxist agenda that now controls the left in this country. That's what happened. But actually kind of refreshing headlines. I guess there were a few thousand who showed up in Washington uh, for the uh, anti-American march. And actually the, the big thing they're off on right now is uh, their opposition to Amy Coney Barrett being confirmed to the Supreme Court, which apparently is going to happen on Friday this week. But they're there to protest her. Very interesting. These people say they stand for women and you're getting a woman on the Supreme Court, but they don't want her. So again, they're not standing for women because if they were, they would be saying, yay, yay, Amy Coney Barrett, you go girl, you get to be in the Supreme Court. They are protesting her because they're not standing for women. They're standing for the Marxist radical left. But the other funny headline was several headlines around the country. I just checked. Lots of places reported hundreds hundreds of women in the, in the anti-American women's march. My point is, there is not this, the women who claim they are the women's march do not represent women of America. They don't even represent, they don't represent a majority of women. They don't even represent a, a significant portion. As the women's movement becomes radical leftist crazy, they are now, if you go to their website, the women's march, they are standing up for defunding police, Tell me how that helps women. Explain how that helps women. They're standing up for BLM and the, definitely the defund the police thing. They're standing up against the nuclear family unit and talking about having, and they have all this you know, gobbledygook, doublespeak language they use because they don't really want to say what they're saying. But they're basically saying, we don't really like the nuclear family. We want to have, you know, uh, I mean, I can't find the language. Oh, yeah interest to push to focus outside nuclear and blood families to be part of transforming communities. Anyway, they have a bunch of gobbledygook language that means nothing, but they're, they want to defund the police. They're against families and they have, and they're, and they're for radical, you know, socialized medicine. They're radical leftists. They're allowed to be radical leftists. They're not allowed to lie about who they are and claim they stand for women in America. They stand for leftist ideology. And the last thing I'll tell uh, Matt very quickly is I sent him a clip. This is Trump. He's out in California. And interestingly, interestingly in California, um, he is out there. He was just in his motorcade, literally landed somewhere to go to a high, high dollar fundraiser at somebody's house. So he's not even getting out and talking to the crowds. He's just his motorcade going through. Matt the Wonderful, show this clip if you would. <laughs>
Okay, I gotta cut it off because we gotta go. Literally, this is Newport Beach, California, which is land of the, you know, the beautiful people and the wealthy people and the uh, beachy people. And, and I mean, it is a way upscale area. That went on for over a mile. People showed up to wave flags and, and, and you know, wave and smile and wave flags because they love President Trump. In Newport Beach, California, you had more people waving flags just to wave at the president going by not going to get to hear him speak not going to get to cheer him on and, and you know chant four more years just standing there in the street and they were willing to be there more people there than in most of the anti-american women's march around the country so i close the show by saying before i get to my why it matters to you is that the energy you see at the trump rallies the energy you see at newport Beach, California, the energy you see in all sorts of arenas, this is a real America. If we don't have cheating, if the left can be prevented from the many ways they're attempting to cheat to win this election, Trump will win in a landslide. The American people are with him. The left is noisy, they're angry, they're demanding, they are vicious, they are ugly, they are mean-spirited, and they are a small, small portion of America. Most of America wants the kind of culture of goodness that America has represented for decades. They want an America that actually has strong borders, that has prosperity, that has jobs, that has opportunity. They do not want to vote for a party, the Democrat Party of today, or as I have been frequently calling them, the Democrat We Hate America and You Should Too Party. Because pretty much when you look at the Democrat agenda, you look at their speeches, it can be boiled down to, we hate America, and you should too. That is pretty much the message of the 2020 election cycle. And the American people are not buying it. The American people want, they know this is a good country. They want to hold on to it. They want to keep it. And that's why you saw crowds in the street in Newport Beach, California. Okay, my friends, as I do at the close of every show, I tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started our show today talking about the FBI and DOJ. I am not kidding. Entirely dismantled and rebuilt is what needs to happen. Framing of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Falsified court documents. Still, still not done with that case. Uh, Russia collusion hoax. 40 FBI agents worked on a case with no evidence. And no one blew the whistle. Never seized the DNC servers which gave the whole thing about the Russia collusion hoax, the Russia attack, you know, allegedly hacked the DNC servers. Never even look at the DNC servers to this day, to this day. Never question Julian Assange, who has said, I didn't get the, all these emails from the Russians. It came from inside the FBI. But you can't, get, you, I mean, it came from inside the Democrat Party. But you can't get the FBI to investigate this. It, it's it's mind-blowing. The DNC was never hacked. You had the DNC emails released by, internally, many people believe by Seth Rich. Arrest of Roger Stone, SWAT teams, frogmen, and tip off to CNN to arrest a gadfly with no violent record. Still stonewalling. This is the FBI and DOJ. Still stonewalling. House and Senate requests for documents. Christopher Wray, FBI head, denies bias, promotes lies about white supremacy as a real problem grotesque exaggeration and lie for him to do that and now sat on the biden laptop while sham impeachment of president was ongoing these are not the actions of institutions marked by integrity these actions are unconscionable soulless anti-american the institutions cannot be salvaged they must be dismantled and rebuilt the biden crime family exposed and doing some dot connecting for you listen to yourself to Rudy Giuliani's videos is not complicated. Organized crime family behavior, selling American foreign policy decisions for personal gain of money. Evidence is overwhelming. Hunter's laptop, authenticated by Biden's lawyer asking it to get it back. Email, also coming from Hunter's business partner. Confirmation, validation. Joe Biden himself on video bragging of his quid pro quo to get Ukraine to look away. Joe Biden, pop, taking 50% of family members' salaries and earnings because he's organized the salary they have. DNI Ratcliffe specifically confirmed no evidence that any of this is a Russian disinformation effort. MSN social media censorship and cover up of the story is astonishing. Will they survive intact following a Trump landslide? And I hope not, they should not. I mean, honest to goodness, 
They need to, they need another cleaning out all of social media censorship. We need a big change in that arena too. Okay, last story was Trump in California, the anti-American women's march. Biden leading in the polls has got to be the last lie of a failing mainstream media. And by the way, I think one reason they're doing that and that they're having the polls look, keep looking like that is because it will justify the violence they plan after Trump wins. It will justify the violence the left thinks they're going to engage in after Trump wins. But I digress. Okay. Trump in California for a private fundraiser, yet word of his motorcade path becomes known and thousands show up to, uh, up to line in the path in California. A woman is about to be confirmed in the Supreme Court. Cause for women to celebrate or to riot? Women's March is not about women. It's about radical leftist views. Everyday Americans are energized by Trump and they are fed up with their ruling class. Turnout November 3rd for Trump will be overwhelming throughout the U.S. of A. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America? Can you-